All right, here we go with another episode of Just Another Sports Podcast. Thanks for checking us out, everyone. And for as often as we're able to do this podcast, we're going to try and make it coronavirus-free as possible. Uh, we might not be able to do it every week, depending on restrictions and guidelines and all um, and all the stuff that's going on. But and, and there's not a lot of sports going on either, so that might restrict us as there, well. There are quite literally zero sports being played right now. That, thank, God, thank God for the NFL <laughs> and uh, the NFL offseason. And it's started, constant so. drama. Uh, Greg Swatek here. Alan Esler uh, joins us as he often does, and we're pleased to be joined uh, this week by Heather Mongilio. And uh, for those of you, for those of you who don't know Heather, she's done an uh, absolutely awesome job as our point person on the uh, coronavirus uh, coverage. And Heather, we're not we're, we're going to let you escape uh, from your day to day job and in 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 all things coronavirus. And and we have Heather here because she's a big. New England Patriots fan and Heather is sort of in mourning as we speak because you, you've had a tough week I've had a very <laughs> tough week and I like to say that I am in the five stages of grief I, I think I've moved on from denial I think I'm like teetering between denial and anger so it's it's been a it's been a rough week <laughs> we can't let you get out of here completely scot-free we do have to ask you a couple questions about the virus but but yeah what Tom Brady is no longer a patriot is what was your initial reaction you know I really thought for the longest time he'd get signed back to the Patriots or that he'd go back to the Patriots. I'm like a weird sports fan. I think it's partly because I've only known Tom Brady as my quarterback because I'm 26. I'm 26. I'm turning 27. Uh, So Tom Brady's been a quarterback for 20 years. So, I mean, when I was six, I can't remember too much about um, football. I remember the one year where Tom Brady... (laughs) couldn't play our quarterback because of injury and we went 11 and 5 and didn't make the playoffs we were the third team to uh not make the playoffs that year so uh i i had one experience with the tom brady free patriots but i just i i thought he would have some loyalty i think loyalty is very big in boston you have david ortiz with the red Sox. you have tom brady with the patriots we just had these figures that you know were on the teams and they were meant to stay on the teams and retire on the teams and i i'm feeling a little <laughs> A little betrayed. Is, 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 is Alan is Heather the Patriots fan that everyone hates because she's no, she's known nothing but like Super Bowls and success. Like she's never really. I mean, a bad year is like losing in the second round of the playoffs. That the Heather is, is she the Patriots fan that everyone hates? Well, I I generally think that all Boston fans um, are sort of hateable in some ways uh, because they've they've known nothing but success in all of their sports. Yeah, to be quite all, frankly, all, all that whining about that's not true. Um, but hold on, hold on. Heather in particular is not hateable no, in the sense not. that she she doesn't put as much stock in Boston sports as Boston fans tend to do. Boston fans are almost as bad as Philadelphia fans when you're talking about generalities. They are very, very uh, too fanatical. They're way too yeah. fanatical. But my, my, my point is like 11 and 5. That's like a horrible <laughs> that's like a horrible season by Heather's standards. Like me a browns fan we uh, we can only dream 11 and 5 is like the, o- it's, the like oasis. A, it's like a decade worth of wins right <laughs> exactly it's like the, o- the oasis in the desert like 11 and 5 and heather that would be a horrible record just because the patriots don't go 11 and 5 they win well, like 13 plus games every i think year. you were more complaining about not making the playoffs yes it was it, weird to not make the playoffs it made, made history and you know what the browns have their own records too not every team gets True. to go win zero games in a season <laughs> like that was a big deal my mom is from ohio we one, were kind one, of one, Celebrating. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a parade. The, the, the uh, Cleveland uh, threw a parade for the Browns when they went zero and sixteen. So it was, I did not support the parade. It was a very sad parade. But um, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So but he played. He did play twenty years in New England, Heather. I mean, that, that's the longest anyone's played anywhere. And I would say there was at least a modicum of uh, loyalty exercised. By years of constant pay cuts and restructuring yes, I was, contracts, I, I was bringing that up to too. help keep that team competitive. Absolutely, and I, I give him that. I, you know, he doesn't really owe us anything. I think he owes us a little bit, but not really. Except, you know, here's this great quarterback, and I, I do think he's still playing relatively well. I have my own complaints. I don't think his arm is what it used to be. It's not. Um, I, I'm interested to see how it'll play with the um, Buccaneers because I saw some articles saying, oh, well, they got all these weapons. It'll be like Randy Moss. He doesn't have the ability to be the quarterback he was when he had Randy Moss. But part of me just doesn't want him to fizzle out. And, like, I think that's what's going to happen. 
so, no, sorry, Tom Brady. I just, he's, he doesn't know when to stop. And I don't want to see him fizzle out. And I don't want to see him win another Super Bowl without the Patriots. <laughs> so you want a nice eight and eight. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, but that's the thing. It's like, I wanted him to have, you know, I really wanted him to retire two years ago when we won the Super Bowl. Six rings. Like that's impressive. Like just hang it up on a win. I, this year, like it, it's, it really is horrible that his last play will be a six, pick, a six. pick six for right. the Patriots. Like that's, you know, for me, it's just heartbreaking. Um, cause he had this great career and I just, I worry that Tom Brady is the Buccaneers. Like he's going to be Tom Brady, the then goat. Like he's no longer going to be the greatest of all time when he's playing. He'll still be in the history books as the greatest of are, all times. Are you angry at Tom Brady? Like how would you characterize your attitude towards Tom Brady right now? I really hope the Patriots play him and crush him. You do. Okay. <laughs> so is it anger? Is it indifference? Is it, it just disappointment because he's not finishing his career as a Patriot or? Yeah, I think, I think I'm moving towards anger. I'll, I'll get to uh, acceptance hopefully by the time, um, we play football and see sports again, but right now it's anger. Yeah, I, I just I. But can you? <laughs> but can you be angry at a guy that went to that took you to nine Super Bowls, won one six, and played twenty years largely on discounts? No, not really. Like as you know, sounds like she can be. But she I kind of can, yeah. <laughs> right. I, <laughs> I mean, know. let's be honest. He he took pay cuts, but he's still making a hell of a lot of money. So plus, um, his, plus his wife makes more more money yeah. than he does. <laughs> but so. again, like you played twenty years, like you you broke all these records for being you know that that quarterback that played way longer than anyone else. Like I don't think Drew Brees is going to make it there. I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is going to make it there. Just just hang it up, end as a Patriot. Like so. Do you think, let's say that the Patriots cannot win the Super Bowl, would you root for Tom Brady to win it or lose it if the Patriots can't win? Ooh. You know, no, nah, I, I think I, I don't really want him to win it. <laughs> I, At I, all. No, I don't really. Well, I think there's an interesting thing is like, is Tom Brady a system quarterback? Like, can he win a quarter or yeah, Super Bowl? We're about Bowl, to find out. Yeah, without Belichick. And. Part of me wants, part of me is like, all right, well, if he, you know, he can pull the whole Peyton Manning, win a Super Bowl and retire. But I, for me, that that would be like really heartbreaking too, because it's like, all right, you had one more Super Bowl in you and you went off and did it with another team. You're going to end your career winning a Super Bowl with a different team. Like it just feels weird. Do you think there's animosity between Belichick and Brady? Do you think they both want to prove they can win without each other? I don't know if there's anim- animosity. I think Brady feels he has to prove something. I he, don't al- think, he always does, though. Yeah. yeah, I don't think Belichick has to prove anything. I think Belichick, everyone knows he's a great coach. He just he has a mentality that no one else has. I mean, I was hearing stories about as they were doing like the NFL 100 like vignettes. Like people talk about like he has this mentality. So I don't really think he's like, oh, I have to prove myself. I think he's like, all right, fine, you left, you left, and then if we beat you, we beat you, but we're gonna still go for the win. Do you think you'll be physically ill to see Brady uh, uh, <laughs> trot out of the tunnel in a Bucks uniform? Oh, you know, I, I'm not a love of I, I'm a love of my teams. I'm not necessarily a love of my sport of sports in general. Um, so you know what? I, I don't think I have to worry about that unless we play them. I think I will be turning the TV off. Okay, so you won't even pay, you won't even pay attention to it. So someone will have to tell you how well Tom Brady played. Uh, I'm you in, know in other words, I'm sure I will hear that. You know. What, no matter what. What do you think of if he didn't go back to New England? So obviously he didn't. Of the actual landing spot, though. Like him, like as, him ending up in Tampa Bay of all the thirty other teams he could have chosen. I, I mean, TB for TB. Um, as a, a very petty note, I want him not to be able to get TB twelve. Um. <laughs> <laughs> there was a funny uh, line on Twitter that said Chris Godwin's going to get more for the number 12 from Tom Brady than the Texans got for DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. <laughs> it, 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 exactly. That, that that was really funny. And we'll talk about Bill O'Brien yeah. uh, later. He might be on the boat already. Uh, or, or, I think or as he has Alan been. calls it the bus. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think I threw him on when he blew that lead in the playoffs to uh, Kansas City. But um, We can throw Bill O'Brien the GM on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he wears many hats and all not all, well. So, all of them are bad. <laughs> right? Yeah, he 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 has to wear twelve. Like there, there's there's yeah. no there's no doubt about that. I so. think he's gonna get twelve. I'm sure he's going to. I mean, I, he, it's TB twelve. Part of me said. thinks that was like a big part of his decision. Was like TB twelve in TB. I'm gonna like build this brand that I've been building. And I have another theory on Tampa Bay. Go ahead. I think Tom Brady, the man who has spent the last twenty years dedicating himself to pliability being 
the number one thing that keeps him active and good, his muscles being pliable. Right. Didn't want to play in cold weather where your muscles stiffen up. Could be an excellent point. Here's another one. There's no state tax in Florida either. That's so, true. Um, so I don't think he's making financial decisions. Yeah, but let's be honest first. Schooling is a little bit better in Massachusetts than it is in Florida. <laughs> like, think about the kids. Stay with the Patriots. Uh, I, something it, tells me Tom Brady doesn't worry too much about education. Yeah, I mean, just Tampa Bay, it just seems like they do have a talented team and some players on offense. It just seems like a we- such a weird fit. It's like Tampa Bay. Uh, <laughs> yes, they, yes, they did win a Super Bowl, but the, the organization otherwise is synonymous with losing. I think it's the most random thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> like random, the most random team he could pick. But, like, and somebody said it from the beginning. People were saying it, and I was like, no, this is no, it's Tampa Bay. Like, like, why the, would he go to Tampa Bay? The, the, he grew up in the Bay Area. The 49ers would have made sense. That's the team he grew up. He idolized Joe Montana. That makes sense. The Chargers. He lived in L.A. in the offseason. That, that that makes sense. So, and and Giselle's career, I, I think, revolves a lot around L.A. Um, so just yeah, I could have even seen him going to Indy, right? To try to win more Super Bowls than Peyton Manning. Yeah. Sure, sure, but uh, yeah, Tampa Bay, an organization synonymous with losing, they're a borderline <laughs> playoff team. Brady's to the point where Allen said the other day when talking with me and Josh that he doesn't think Brady's a top ten quarterback anymore. You, you know, he's just outside. I think. I just I, I really hope my boyfriend doesn't listen to this because we get into a lot of arguments about Tom Brady, um, mostly because he's a bandwagon fan, and that, that's only because he's what, what's his team? His, his team is the Patriots. Okay. Uh, we started dating about ten years ago, and about five years ago, he decided he wanted to, you know, stay with me. Who was he? Who, <laughs> who was he rooting for before that? College football. So he didn't oh, have okay. a team. So he just picked a team that was winning. So he didn't oh, he jump. Picked, he, he, didn't, did, he picked the Patriots. He didn't oh, jump geez. ship, but he did just jump on a bandwagon. Yeah, I mean, I like to think that it wasn't just because they were winning. It was. Is he, is he a Yankees fan too? No, and, and like a Duke basketball fan. You, you'd like to think it was for the good of your relationship. Yeah. Okay. And maybe impressing my father. Um, <laughs> But I say, I don't think Tom Brady's arm's very good. And he's like, oh, it's the offense. He didn't have any weapons. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I, I, I've watched a lot of football with Tom Brady. and there, There's been definitely, he's not the same quarterback. No. He, 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 he can't lift an average team the way he once did. That's one of the reasons why they lost in the playoffs and sort of were bad against a lot of the good teams. When they played the Ravens, they got their butts kicked in <laughs> uh, that Sunday night against the Ravens. So he's, he's not the same quarterback. You're, you're definitely right about that. He's so. a smart quarterback. He's not a powerful quarterback right. anymore. I, I can't drop him out of the top 10 yet because he's for a, for a guy in his early 40s, he's still playing at an absurdly high level, higher than anyone ever has at that age. So, uh, Yeah, but it's not relative to age when you're making the comparison. Right. It's who's the best quarterbacks. Right. You think he is? Uh, right. I, he's, he's still in the top 10. The Patriots were still a playoff team. Yes, they play in a bad division and that which helped uh, but the bills aren't the bills aren't an awful team anymore so um but i'd still put him in the top 10 but he's not definitely not the same quarterback I so i think i will determine if he's out of the top 10 after a couple games this season okay. is, was it the patriots or was it tom brady all right i was gonna ask you guys the, the bucks have some decent pieces the Brady left a borderline playoff team into Super Bowl contention. I my initial inclination is no, he doesn't. Let's sit on that for a, a little bit because there's a lot of talk saying that some of these free agents and guys who might be on the trade block are really looking to go to Tampa Bay. Of now course, right? Because they want to play with Brady. So I don't, I don't. You could end up seeing uh, the Bucks sign a guy like Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Uh, Todd Gurley, as of now, is a free agent. Yeah, the Rams just cut him today. Uh, if you've got a team of Tom Brady, Todd Gurley, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin, pair him with O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait, who are pretty good red zone tight ends. It's a really nice skill position he, set up there. Much he, better than he had last year. Right. He, he's got a better supporting cast on offense than he does in New England. The offensive so. line is bad. They need to shore that up. But Yeah. I think it'll be interesting because – the Patriots has, have been the Patriots the way they are. So many of those players have been on that team for so long. And you, I mean, the Patriots just, their O-line was horrible this year. And, um, you know, having Antonio Brown come on and then him not being able to play. Uh, and then having um, Josh Gordon not being able to play because he went on IR. Like, you lost a lot of the players and we just could never mesh with anyone else. But I also wonder if Tom Brady is so good because he's used to people that he's played with for multiple seasons. He knows what their abilities are. He knows that if he throws the ball, he can expect them there. 
I do wonder if he's with a bunch of new players that he's never played with before, if he's going to be able to mesh that easily or if you're going to see a very talented team that just can't come together that's a good point cleveland browns uh, yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> they're, they're they're the poster child for being exactly that team you said so. something very interesting that got me thinking you mentioned the name antonio brown that pissed brady or that, that upset, <laughs> excuse excuse my language that 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 upset brady when when they it did when, when they let him go and there are few coaches willing to give second chances more than Bruce Arians, right? Who he's now playing for? I wonder if that becomes a thing. It, it, it could very, very well. I do. I, I wonder how much salary cap room the Bucks have now that they just gave a forty-three-year-old or a quarterback that will be forty-three That's thirty true. million dollars. So I, I thought I read somewhere that they were coming in with a ton. So yeah, so they probably can make some more moves. Were, were, were you surprised, Heather, that the Patriots didn't make more of an effort to sign Tom Brady because? I don't know because at one point I heard they were offering thirty million, and then now I'm hearing maybe that wasn't actually true. And I just I wonder if Tom Brady just decided it doesn't matter the money anymore. I'm just I'm leaving. I think he he knew he had a lot of attention and he could keep it going, and people were you know following him. But I go back to that clip with um, him and Julian Edelman at another game where Julian Edelman was like, "He's coming back," and Tom Brady said no, and like that uh, was like that indication. I don't think he said no. <laughs> He shook his head and he goes, "This guy." I think yeah. that's what. He I said. don't know. No, everyone was interpreting, I, but like that was kind of when I was like, "Oh gosh, we're yeah, in trouble." It was, at, <laughs> it was at the Syracuse basketball game, and I think the world it, did freak out. And I think in that moment, he wanted to absolutely kill Julian Edelman. It's like, dude, what are you doing to me here? You're putting me in a <laughs> you're putting me in a horrible <laughs> hey, spot. I here. think Julian Edelman wanted him back. He right. did. He was so campaigning on national TV. Yeah, he right. was campaigning hard. He had, all of his Instagram was Tom 2020. Tom's coming back. Like. Poor, I mean, poor, poor Jules. Like he lost Danny, now he lost Tom. Like, yeah, well, poor guy. That, that that leads to an interesting question: What becomes of Julian Edelman now that Tom Brady's not going to be his? Presuming he doesn't sign with Tampa Bay, what, what, uh, well, what, what, or get traded to Tampa Bay, what becomes of Julian Edelman? He, he's a well, good he, receiver. He but, was a great quarterback at Kent State. Yeah, he maybe Patriot. he'll be the, maybe he'll be the Patriots <laughs> no, quarterback. I, I think so. he becomes uh, still tries to be a leader of a team that's probably not going to be that good. Right. Yeah, and he'll still be a good receiver. He just yeah. won't be the same. He he won't be the weapon that he is. Like his fantasy stock has taken a major dive. But I imagine him being a really great mentor for Stidham if that's who they choose to go forward with. Right. Right. Exactly. Because um, because Wes Welker, I mean, he left New England and he had Peyton Manning in in, in Denver. Yeah. So so you didn't see what you didn't really get a true sense of what type of receiver he was going to be without an elite quarterback. But Edelman, that'll that'll be interesting to watch. So. If Bill Belichick had his way, Jimmy Garoppolo would be the Patriots quarterback right now. I mean, I, I think as much as Bill, I don't, I don't think there's anim- there's that much animosity between them. And as much as Bill res- respects and loves Tom, he he said he loves Tom Brady, um, which I think is true. Like he would have moved on from Brady a couple of years ago, and but Robert Kraft, the owner, forced the hand and said, "No, you have to keep Brady." So Garoppolo would be the Patriots quarterback right now if it, if it was up to Belichick. So he he's probably wanted to move on for a while, and and and, and Tom finally got to that point too. So, and, and before we leave Boston sports, more bad news today for Boston's Chris Sale of the Red Sox. Yeah, so it sounds like he's going to need Tommy John ger- uh, surgery. We found out as we were sitting in here getting ready for the show. I just I can't win this week. Well, yeah. What what what, what is the most dispiriting part of your of, of, of your week? Of uh, your so week, far? tell us uh, the worst five things. Right. Brady, when it comes to sports, Brady was hard. Uh, you know, I actually really, really love Chris Sale. So learning that he will not be on the team, or at least will be, you know, recovering um, from an injury like that and needing that surgery, that's that's very heartbreaking. I'm not even going to get into Mookie Betts. Um, I wasn't as nearly as heartbroken about Mookie Betts as I think a lot of other um, Boston fans were. And I think that's just because... You know, the Boston team has been very good, and I would like to go back very quickly when you said that I've only known winning. I was 11 when they won in 2004. <laughs> I remember that very clearly. It will be one of my, like, moments that I will talk to well, you about the rest Boston, of my life. And all you've but, seen since then is winning. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, up until then, Boston was the hard luck sports town. They, yeah. It was like, hey, they sold, they sold Babe Ruth. Uh, 19. They've never been hard luck sports. They had the Celtics. Well, okay. True. And the Bruins. 86 years. They've been good forever. Yeah, yes, in, in in the two lesser sports, yes. I would like just to point out that I spent one year in Massachusetts, 
And in that year, I watched Tom Brady get beaten by the Eagles, and the Red Sox didn't even get close to playoff contention or, or like World Series contention. So, and then the year that I came back, Patriots won, the Red Sox won. So I don't know about you know never getting to see Just winning, but I've never gotten to experience. I mean, I was in a bar in Boston, like living the best life when the Patriots lost to the Eagles. So, um, just just admire that team from yeah, afar. Yeah, I've been like banned from from living yeah. in Boston for sports, but you know, maybe I can go back this year because there's probably not a chance in hell that the Patriots are going <laughs> to win. Yeah, and, and the Red Sox are going to have a hard time uh, knocking the Yankees. Uh, yeah, uh, out of the division lead. It's a steep too, climb, so, especially without yeah. Mookie Betts. Right, exactly. So. Uh, what do you guys think of some of the other free agent news? Like Philip Rivers going to the Colts for for, uh, for big money? Like Rivers, it's a seemed, great move. You, you do okay. I do. do explain because a lot of people are saying it was a horrible move. They just need a. I think they just need a veteran quarterback who can just take care of the ball and and move. And Jacoby Brissett wasn't that bad though. Yeah, but he didn't move the ball. I mean, he took care of it just fine. But he he. I didn't see him as somebody who could. Uh, I, I mean, Philip Rivers can't really stretch the field, but he can keep drives going. Um, so I, I view that as a win for Indy. Plus, they still have Brissett. So yeah, yeah, he'll he'll back he him does, up. But, but a lot of if people, it doesn't work out, they can move back to Brissett. Right, it's a one year deal, so so they can yeah. get out of it quickly. And a lot of people think that Brady has more left in the tank, even though he's a little bit older than than, than Rivers does. So do you buy that? Uh, probably, yeah, probably. Right. Do you have an opinion on Philip Rivers to the Colts, Heather? Not so much about him going to the Colts. Good, good for him. I, I'm, I am concerned who's what the Chargers are going to do. Yeah, it sounds like they're going <laughs> to blow it up, right? It, it, it appears that way because there's some quarterbacks. Even ne- uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think, will be um, eligible to come out next year. So there's some quarterbacks in the upcoming drafts that they probably will be looking to land if they don't draft, move up and draft Tua uh, this year. So, which is a possibility. So, and I all th- the th- I think I wait and I think I tank for Trevor Lawrence. I have more faith in Trevor Lawrence than I do in Tua. Yeah. Well, yes, I I, I would agree with that. So, and and all the jokes were going around social media. Philip Rivers, who has six or seven kids, like his family. Nine. You, 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 or, does he have? Is it is it, is it nine I, kids? I think his family can field a football team. I think that's the right. running joke. But the, and the running joke is also that the family has to break up because they can't because the the, the limit's <laughs> ten for the the, the the coronavirus. So the Rivers family can't congregate in in, in the same spot because of because of the virus it's always so, coming back to that right. darn virus yeah right and we're, we're not gonna let you off the hook here uh, t- uh, totally but uh, so so you like the rivers move to, to i the do Colts. i do i mean as far as guys who were on the market i mean if i'm the colts i probably would have rather ended up getting teddy bridgewater right um, yeah yeah what do you think of bridgewater to the panthers uh i i think i love it i think i love it I want to see what happens with Cam Newton. I mean, you can't have yeah. them both there, right? I'm sort of with Josh. The Bridgewater is a really sort of underrated quarterback. I, I mean, was kind of hoping he'd end up in New England of all places, but you would I would have taken him. Yeah, you would have, because yeah, because who's the Patriots quarterback going to be uh, right now? So, um, so you, you don't know. Yeah, it, the, it, I mean, it could, it could look, be Stidham, but they might bring if, in a veteran or draft someone too. Yeah, if you're looking at guys who are available right now, it's Jameis. Yeah, uh, Belichick will not put up with 30 yeah. interceptions a year. Potentially uh, Cam Newton. Cam would be an interesting fit. Would you Would you be on board with Cam Newton? <clears throat> so I don't, per- like, as a reporter, I have a lot of issues with Cam Newton. I haven't forgiven him for that debacle with going after that one female reporter um, not that long ago. So, and also he just came off an injury. I don't know. He's he's not my favorite quarterback. I thought he yeah. got a lot of attention early on and the, didn't live up to the it. The issue, the reason why Cam probably isn't signed yet is because it's it's hard to get a physical right now um, because of the restrictions, and no one knows what his what his medical status is. Like he looked finished and spent uh, injury wise in in recent years. Like two years ago, he couldn't barely throw the ball by the end of the season and they shut him down. So Can I run down a few other names for you? Yeah, go ahead. Uh recently released Joe Flacco. Ugh. Look, I grew up in Maryland. I'm a Patriots fan and a Red Sox fan. I, I, I just I don't like anything that has to do with the Ravens. No offense to any Marylanders, but you have to understand when you're you're fighting with Marylanders over their teams like you just don't like them and his mustache, come on. <laughs> Um, Excellent point. He, that, that is boat. That is boat worthy. The, the Joe Flacco mustache. Uh, Marcus Mariota. Uh, I mean, 
I think I, the thing is about Belichick is he can he can mold and work with anyone, so that wouldn't be horrible. And two guys that might be available via trade: the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton. Again, any Belichick can work with people, so anyone is. It, I, I'm open to supporting a new quarterback, whether that's the one, a one we already have, and we go with Stedman, or if we take on a new person. And you feel the same about Mitch Trubisky from the Bears? Well, one would hope that we can take some talent. <laughs> I will say, um, similar to what happened with Antonio Brown, uh, yeah, Antonio Brown, the only quarterback that I would actually stop watching the Patriots for is Winston. If Winston goes to the Patriots, I will not watch that team. How do you feel about the Antonio Brown acquisition? Because he's got his own domestic issues. So I do a lot of domestic violence reporting. So I was I was happy I when they decided not to go with him. I was a little bit more peeved with the NFL for putting that on the Patriots than to take that as a stance for the NFL. But um, were you ready to stop watching him if they left him on the team? I was getting pretty close. Um, I've watched Winston from his career when this was all going down, and I read a lot of stuff about it. And so I I really cannot watch him. I mean, I was very happy when don't, he... Don't worry, Belichick. He, he, yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, he, yeah, I think he had the second most touchdowns in the league and the most interceptions. I think he's the first quarterback ever to throw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. Belichick will not put up with yeah, 30 interceptions. That, that is kind of the problem, though, is is that we're discussing whether or not you would put up with interceptions versus hitting, no, 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 hitting no, somebody. No, no, I, I, jumped, I, ju- I jumped in yeah. here. But, yeah, yes, I, I and I completely understand... Um, but I'm, 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 I said that to reassure Heather that right. Belichick yeah, will not it w- it sign. It won't happen, but that's uh, the reason it won't James happen, Winston. and that's kind of a problem. But, but, but yes, to your point, Alan, the domestic issues are clearly more intercept, more important than any interception. I mean, they should, in the they, world. they should be more dis- a more disqualifying factor than on play, fe- like on field play. And to go back to Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers, having the Buccaneers taking that chance on Winston after his horrendous college football um, playoff ending yeah um and his history and and what came out with his history i i lost a lot of respect for that team so having tom brady go to that team is a little bit uh, on a personal level a little heartbreaking stealing crab legs from the supermarket yeah like it's just not there's there's a a lot with Jameis. yeah yeah there were a lot of warning signs for sure um now if i had to pick my top quarterback to replace uh tom brady it would be jimmy g so i i would like him to come back alan is alan was against the, the 49ers acquiring tom brady well because we talked about this last week yeah it's so. well only like if it were straight up tom brady for jimmy g i would be against it if it were tom brady and some draft picks like a like a lot of draft picks i would have been for it but you just don't trade trade a guy who's 42 for a guy who's 28 what would you have been fine with the patriots saying moving on from brady a couple of years ago and handing garoppolo the keys yeah I think, uh, and no, no offense to Allen and his team with what happened with the Super Bowl, I think Belichick would have been a slightly better coach for Jimmy G. I think you would have seen a little bit more power, and I think we would definitely have gone to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G. I, I think there is a lot of Brady in Garoppolo. I mean, there's a ton. There's they, a ton they, they, of signs. They play. They play similarly. So. And I mean, he obviously took a lot of things from from Brady when they were playing together. Uh, the release points, the thing I, I talk a lot about is they throw from quite a few different arm angles, but the number one thing that they do is they get rid of the ball quickly. Um, uh, yeah. I think that's the most the thing that's most similar. They throw with their feet in different angles. They can both do that. Uh, the thing where you see the biggest difference is in decision-making. Right. Uh, you can pretty much count on Jimmy Garoppolo to throw three interceptable, interceptable balls a game. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just whether or not they're actually caught. Right, yeah. I mean, what I remember watching Garoppolo as a rookie and watching him in the preseason. I'm like, man, this guy looks a lot like Tom Brady does, yeah. just, just stylistically, So, in, in, in a lot of ways. So. It was hard because he's 28, and we've had Brady for 20 years. Young Brady was not a perfect quarterback. He's right. been molded into a great quarterback. I am worried about him with, Tom, uh, with that Tampa Bay because I think the Patriots understood Tom Brady does not get touched. I don't think that's going to happen at Tampa Bay. He cannot run. He runs like a gazelle. <laughs> I think well, gazelles he, are fast. I, he, but he can't. He something's it, going on with he the runs like he, a baby giraffe. He runs yeah. like he's a giraffe. He, 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 <laughs> he runs like a giraffe. Yeah, something's yes. weird, and I, I worry that he will get hurt, and that will be the end of his season. And probably his career. Right. What do you guys think of the Bears trading for Nick Foles uh, to the Jags? Okay, so. <laughs> 
I watched The Good Place and there's a running gag about um, the Jaguars and Bortles. And then it was like, you know, when they took Nick Foles and uh, there was a running gag about that. So I, I don't care so much that Nick Foles is going to the Bears. You know, I don't think Nick Foles... I feel bad for Nick Foles and not bad for Nick Foles because I don't forgive him for beating the Patriots. But I think he is a, you know, I felt like he got gypped a little bit with the Eagle. Like he won you the Super Bowl and then you're like, we're taking back Carson Wentz. So um, good for him. But I, I, who's going to go to the Jags? Like who's going to be the running gag for well, the Jags? Then shoe mania. They're the, good. The, well, right. There's there's Gardner there um, with his with his mustache too. And and there's rumors that they're like because they traded Clay's Campbell and a, and a lot of their good players. They're probably blowing it up too, uh, right? Because everybody hates playing. And are for they them. T- are they tanking for um, Trevor Lawrence? Um, that could be so. Um, who they'll have him play for four years and then trade him because he can't resign <laughs> right. him because he's unhappy. That that's their history. So I just don't know how good Nick Foles is. I think I think no, he, I don't either. I, I don't think anybody knows. Right. I think he's a good backup, but when he, when he's and he's he's played well as a starter, but but. He, it it hasn't been a sustained thing uh, for him. So if you're the Bears, would you rather have Nick Foles or Cam Newton? Because there was rumors about them being in the I would in the market for uh, Newton. If if Cam Newton's healthy, it's easily Cam Newton. But but you don't know what his health health status is. So, so I, I I would definitely say Cam Newton. So you? Uh, I think probably, I think probably Cam Newton. Um. But I'm not pumped about any of the three that they cur- like any of those options. Right. And the Bears have a lot of work to do at other areas of their offense anyway. Right. Is Cam one of your top ten quarterbacks? Did no, not even close. Yeah. So who who would you put in? You had six really solid ones. You had Lamar. You had Mahomes. And this is in no particular order because Mahomes is probably at the top of everyone's list. But Lamar, Mahomes, um, Watson, um, Russ. Uh, Russell Wilson, um, Drew, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. So there's six solid ones. Who who are your other four? Um, Big Ben. If I'm starting a team today, and so I don't, I, okay. I factor in age. Age matters to yep. me. Um, probably Jimmy. Okay. Uh, but you complain about Garoppolo a lot. His decision making, but yeah. I think the more and more you play, the more and more you get better at making decisions. Dak. Okay. So that's eight. Um, uh, probably Big Ben at nine. Yeah. And then probably between Tannehill or Cousins. And I'm. I would go Tannehill there. And I'm at, iffy at least, with, at least with Kyler. At least Tannehill's won some playoff games yeah. and taken a team to the championship game. Before, and I got so. Kyler right on the bubble, too. Yeah, he. He'll he'll get there, but I'm not sure he's there yeah. yet. So yeah, there, there's a lot of lifetime achievement award in my in my top ten. I mean, I would leave Rivers and Brady in there, Big Ben. Certainly, when you're talking about goats, yeah. You know. Well, well, here here's one that we both agreed on that maybe other people wouldn't was Matt Stafford. We we both had him in our top ten because we think he's yeah an excellent he, he was very close for me and uh, doesn't get talked about enough, right? Because he plays in Detroit, right? Was there any other free agent news that that struck you guys as being unusual or odd or by surprise? I'll let you go first. No, I mean, let's, uh, Heather hasn't had time to pay attention to NFL <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, for free agent I, news. I have no doubts. I mean, I'll just start with saying, like, I, I'm a little bit behind on sports news. I'm actually kind of surprised that we even have football. Uh, I really <laughs> thought the collective bargaining was going to go a lot differently. Yes, um, good, good point. I'm not going to even get into the fact that we might not have a season anyway, but... I, I really I did not see the players going for an extra game and you know the whole playoff situation. Um, so I was just shocked by that. Uh, and then th- Tom Brady. I mean, that, that's all that took my mind. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, the Darius Slate, the trades, the the compensation for NFL trades to me is just downright egregious. The fact that you trade DeAndre Draft Hopkins picks, right. for a second round, you wake up. You are the general manager of the Houston Texans, and you'll get to this, I know. And we both, but you have and we Jadavi- both hate, yeah, we you have, both hate Bill O'Brien. You have Jadavian Clowney assistant. and DeAndre Hopkins, and within one year, you lose both of them, and you still don't have a first-round pick? That's horrendous. Uh, Darius Slay got traded to the Eagles for like a third-round pick, I think I saw. Jarrell Casey, like a three-time Pro Bowler, uh, defensive tackle for the Titans, got picked for or got traded for a seventh-round pick? 
That's what you decided well, to give the, up? Now, the Vikings did get a first-round pick for Stephon Diggs as part of the package. So, the Vikings yeah. got more for Diggs than the rest of the league got for any of the trades. Right, com- com- uh, com- combined almost. And that's probably, so. like, you know, it's kind of the typical fashion now that we're seeing is any unhappy receiver just gets shipped to Buffalo. May I just say, I do find it very funny, people who name their dogs after players. I know someone who's, player, uh, who's a Patriots fan who named their dog Brady. Um, my sister named her dog... Um, uh, Dion Louie. <laughs> he goes by Louie. But uh, that was part of that, and that was right before he got traded. And then I saw someone had was like, I need to rename my dog. His name was Diggs. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel about the 17 games? Do you think the p- players really caved on that? Well, the players weren't even present. I mean, the, the, well, story we, the, the story we ran, a lot of the players that were really whining and complaining about it, they weren't showing up at the meetings. So their yeah. voice, they, they didn't care enough to show up. Or, or And who knows if they voted? Apparently, 500 players didn't even vote on this thing. So so how much how much right do they even have to complain? Uh, absolutely none. And that's a lot of like that's a lot of what you see in uh, like civic engagement is people get upset when things pass, but they didn't show up to vote against them passing. Right. They weren't involved in the discussion from the beginning. Presidential election. Hey, you right. didn't vote. Right. right. Uh, so that that it bugs me that they're upset about it. In regards to the 17th game, I still think they should have the you have to sit out one game rule. Um, I've been advocating for that for a while. It doesn't sound like that's going to be a thing. Right. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that would create some crazy strategy. strategy. Right. I guess I'm psyched about the fantasy football implications. Maybe. Yeah. You get an extra game. Yeah, but the league here's the league saying red player, zone is a little bit more of a better deal. Here's the league saying player safety, player safety, player safety, and and you could you could seriously question how much they truly care about <laughs> player safety. They don't. Uh, yeah. Right, because because they say one thing just to be just to cover their PR bases, but then then they add another regular season game where guys have to play hard and will get hurt. Um, there was some medical marijuana stuff in the CBA that I liked. Yeah. Um, Right. A little bit looser restrictions on using it. Well, right. I don't even know if it's medical. I think it's just marijuana in general. But I'd say, as a fan, and I'm probably one of the only people with this opinion, but I don't like that there's 17 games. I, one, there's, I mean, right now we're, we're seeing a world without sports, so I'm sure we're all going to be excited to just have sports back. But do you know how much time goes into a football day? Like, you had that whole dinner the you know bringing people over like i feel like my entire sunday is dedicated to football which is great for like 16 weeks and hopefully as a patriots fan i get to see a little you bit can't more. do it for <laughs> one more week but like it's one more week and then you know you're pushing it like you don't have that break like you're not getting ready you're getting ready for the super bowl which is you know a lot of fun but like you got to prepare for that um and then you have, you, you're running into all these other sports like i you know as someone who's very busy like i almost feel like I love football. I love watching it. But some days I'm like, wow, did all I do was watch football? Like, did I really not do anything? And sometimes you have to wait all, you have to wait all day for Sunday night um, when, when it's the Patriots uh, because they're often playing primetime games. So I have absolutely no problem with any of this. What the hell are you guys complaining about? Right. Like I said, I might be the only I, fan. I beg to be as unproductive as possible on Sundays. I want to sit in my basement. I don't want people to talk to me. I don't want a single text message to come to my phone. I just want to sit and stare, and I want to watch football, and no, I want to keep scrolling I'm, I'm, on my I'm, fantasy I'm, team. I'm with you. Trust me. I'm with you. I, I would just I would just back, backing up. Bring my uh, mini Heather's fridge point. next yeah. to the couch. I don't even want to get up. Yeah. Heather, what are your ex- expectations for the Patriots now? Do you think they'll be terrible? Do you expect them to be pretty good still? Or, or I mean, they, they still have the draft to go, and... Um, and free agency, so. So I would love for them to have one bad year, you know, let them just come together, figure out their quarterback, figure out their situation. I think that actually worked really well for the Ravens. They, you know, they said, it's a rebuilding year. Don't expect much from us. And then they came back and look what they did this year. Um, I think Lamar Jackson is a great quarterback. I think he's actually a pretty good person in terms of, you know, football people. Um, I hate that he's playing for the Ravens because I just can't like the Ravens as a Patriots fan in Maryland but um I love me some Lamar Jackson but he's a great player like you know he is a very impressive uh player he's young um I I think Mahomes is better but like Lamar's going to be a great quarterback yeah, good citizen off the field yeah by, by by all accounts so um but I, I think the problem is the Patriots like everyone has been waiting for us to fail and I get that 20 years of Brady like six Super Bowl rings nine appearances like it is our time to fail the problem is, like, there's just so much, att- you know, so much on can the Patriots fail. 
that I want them to at least be, you know, an average team. I don't want us to like completely blow it and be, because out, you know, here's the Patriots. No one will care who wins if the Patriots are losing. You know what I'm looking forward to? What's that? The Patriots going 0 and 16 <laughs> and drafting Trevor Lawrence. Hey, the third team they joined the Browns and mm-hmm. the and the, and the Lions and having another 20 year run of Super Bowls with Trevor Lawrence at the home. Well, 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 do they do this too? Do they make the Bengals? Do they just mortgage the future and make the Bengals an offer they can't refuse for the number one pick and take Joe Burrow? <sighs> because there's a lot of there's a lot of Tom Brady and Joe Burrow too. So, I mean, what did you think of that? You know, rookie quarterbacks make me very nervous. Um, I think that was the thing about Tom Brady is he was not a rookie quarterback. He he had something to prove, and he always proved it. And I think there is something, you know, for all the p- things about Tom Brady and the Patriots, like there is a little bit of like that, you know, American spirit there. You you make something of yourself. You don't let people tell you what's going to happen. Um, rookie quarterbacks could be great, but I've also seen a lot of co- rookie quarterbacks being like, oh, my God, they're the best quarterback, and then they blow it in a year, and everyone forgets about them. And I worry with Joe Burrow that he'll either be great or – Maybe I I think he's going to be great. I, I think Josh. I don't know how you feel about him, Alan, but um, uh, less good than Trevor Lawrence. Okay, you like Trevor Lawrence better. But, I love but, me sunshine. But, but Burrow, that guy's got a rocket. But Burrow, you have a chance to be back in the Super Bowl within five five years. I, I'd say if you draft Joe Burrow. I, I don't know if he'll do it with the Bengals because their pedigree, well, their culture, their though? pedigree isn't, isn't what the Patriots is. So but. what's the to me the you have to weigh the long term move of getting either one. Now, let's say they're both of equal goodness. Is it worth trading every draft pick you have for the next five years to get Burrow now or playing really crappily for a year to get Trevor Lawrence next year and keep all of your draft picks to put people around yeah. him? Yeah, true. There, there's no guarantee you'll be the worst team next year. And, and I'm sure Belichick doesn't uh, want Bel- to be. Belichick could guarantee that if he wanted to. Yeah, he, yeah, he could. Um, but... Yeah, you can, can start, put Julian Edelman at quarterback for real, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, hey. he's got control over it. Julian Edelman as quarterback, Danny Amendola comes back. Hey, we might actually have Danny Amendola is playing with Tom. I know, but which is great for Danny Amendola. But there is something between Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola there's a, that there's is a like great bromance. There. Yeah, right. All right, Heather. I hate to do this to you. I, I hate to bring you back into the, the world of the virus, but um, I, a couple of questions here. Um, what has opened your eyes the most uh, through your reporting of this? the national world pandemic uh what has opened my eyes the amount of sleep that i have not gotten um <laughs> well that, that's why <laughs> sure that counts you know actually the the way it's gone from don't worry too much the flu is going to be worse the flu is going to be worse oh my god it's the coronavirus the coronavirus oh my god how do we get this far behind i think is the kind of trajectory that i'm seeing and that is very surprising um, in this country that sh- that should not have happened. The testing failure is is absolutely amazing in, in the sense of how badly we got it wrong. <laughs> like there is no reason we should be th- where we are right now. And, um, and in this world where we have to blame something on everyone, who who's to blame for that? The federal government, the White House, just all of the above. Um, so I'm not really sure who made all those calls. Like it's easy to say, oh, it's Trump's fault, but you know, you're talking about so many different layers. I don't really think Trump made every single one of these decisions. I do think that it was a, the CDC decided they wanted to make their own test. Uh, I do blame the CDC a little bit in that. We had a test that was working with WHO. Good on the CDC for wanting to make a test to make sure it's, it's accurate. But why couldn't we be using the WHO test while you're doing that? And then we would have had more testing. So I do put a little bit of the blame in the CDC. Um I think they were doing their best, but then someone pointed out the CDC hasn't had a media call in nine days. So I think the other thing I blame a lot of people for is the lack of transparency with a very scary disease. Right. Uh, is, is testing more prevalent? I mean, it's still not great, but is it is it more prevalent now than, than it has been in this country? It is. And that is the problem with the testing becoming more available now is it's good. It's still very limited. You still have a lot. You can't just get a test if you want to test. But the other thing is it's going to make our numbers go up like crazy, which is bad in a in a way not just because of an image problem but it's going to make people panic more because we should have been testing from the beginning and then you would have seen more accurate numbers and seen what the situation is more now it's going to be like oh my god it is so much worse we've hit our peak and that's not necessarily the case it just means we're testing more and 
having people understand that is really hard to communicate that, no, we don't have more cases. We just have more confirmed cases. There's still plenty of it floating around. Yeah, and I saw your story over the weekend. The coronavirus has been around for a long... This is not... This is the new coronavirus. It's not the unique coronavirus. Yeah, so there's... Coronavirus is uh, like a a class of viruses, and there are a couple different ones. Um, This is the SARS-CoV-2. We had the SARS-CoV, which is what uh, caused SARS. There was MERS-CoV, which caused MERS. There was ones that cause like common cold symptoms, so they're they're not lethal. Um, And there's ones that don't even affect humans. So this is nothing necessarily new, but this. It's it's it's, it's 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 the strain too, mm. right? The the the, the COVID nineteen. Uh, the, the, it's the really dangerous thing, right? Yeah, and I was talking with um, Doctor Die on, on uh, Uncut, um, another podcast about just like is from a virus standpoint, this is actually one of the better viruses because it is not lethal enough that it kills its host because you need a host to replicate, and it's just contagious enough to con- um, to infect a bunch of people. So it's a lot harder to control this, whereas SARS and other vo- uh, viruses like Ebola kill a lot of people, and so therefore it can't replicate. So it's not a good virus. Um, this one is unfortunately a very good virus. Okay. I'm nervous to ask you this question because uh, it could be really good or it could be really bad, but when will we reach the tipping point? Like, when will this start to get better? And when will life begin to normalize to some extent? What's your guess? I mean, no one knows. Will, but, also, but, will life normalize? I'm 27, 26 years old. I can't answer these questions. Um, no, your best <laughs> guess, though. All right. So there's two, pro- there's two questions, which is, when will this peak? And when will we stop caring? And the peak is a, a question that I've heard everywhere from two weeks to a month. Like, we don't really know when our peak is going to be. When is it going to be the worst? And when is it going to come down? The whole idea of flattening the curve actually messes with that for a good reason. It's instead of having it peak where then there's a bunch of deaths and it's horrible, we're kind of prolonging it so that our healthcare system doesn't get overwhelmed if, if we do everything it's right. It's like a double-edged sword. Yeah, so it could go on longer, which then brings up the second question is, when do we stop caring? When do we say, I can't let the economy tank this long? I can't stay in my house this long. I'm, I need sports. And we just say, let people die. I hope that we never come to that point. But I think we're already seeing people going stir crazy and it's been like a week. Well, I mean, I'm driving in here. There's tons, I mean, tons of cars on the road. People are outside. It's a, ni- it's a nice day that, that, that's contributing to it. it it's warm. So, but... But like self isolation, it didn't look like self isolation to me when, when I when I was when I was driving in here. So because there's a lot, a lot of people on the road, even though a lot of things are closed. So do you think we'll do you think will be the worst will happen at some point this summer? Or do you think? I mean, it's hard to say. I, I'm asking you questions. You can't. I'm asking you questions. You can't answer. But I, um, you know, I certainly hope the worst, and not that I want the worst to come, but I hope the worst comes sooner rather than later. And just even the idea of having to cover this until the summer is already daunting. Um, you know. Yeah, Trump was saying like July and August, and I don't think people could even comprehend that. Uh, yeah, I mean, the idea of. I mean, we're in March. The idea of me having to spend entirety of April and entirety of May. An entirety of June solely dedicated to coronavirus is its not a fun idea. Um, I'm already very tired of this disease, and it's been week three. You if might we, be willing to die of the coronavirus at that point. I don't know about that. <laughs> There's a lot of stories I want to tell. I've just, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing things like this, where it's just I want to get out of uh, coronavirus coverage and do something that's a little bit more fun. But how can you not cover It's a world pandemic. Yeah. yeah. You have to cover it all the time. Um And for me, it's like, you know, it's a struggle to really stay on top of it, to do the best to um, have the Frederick paper be as good as possible for our readers. And then, you know, a little bit for me, I want to make sure our coverage is correct and that maybe sometimes we beat the Baltimore Sun because they have more reporters. So it's kind of nice when it's us versus them. Um, So, you know, we're we're talking about... Take that, Baltimore Sun (laughs) listeners. (laughs) We beat you once. Um. Let me say again, you've done a fantastic job. I mean, Heather has been awesome. Check it out, fnp.com. Check it out in print if you're in Frederick County. But but she's done a great job in staying on top of this thing, explaining things very well because people hear coronavirus and COVID, but that doesn't really mean anything to them because they have no idea what it is. But Heather's been great at explaining everything and, and reporting all the latest updates, and she's been phenomenal at being on top of this story so 
A couple of pieces of good news I saw in the last couple of days. One, yesterday, no, this was Wednesday, no new cases reported in China. And that's where this thing originated from. And then uh, there was a column I read today. I want to look it up to credit the writer here from the, on the Washington Post. It was an opinion column. Um, the guy's name is, if I can pull it up here. Um, Henry Olson of the Washington Post, uh, under the headline, the United States might have a secret weapon against the coronavirus, and that's because we live in the suburbs. We drive to work. So to some extent, we're already self-isolated to to, to some extent. We're not clustered together like countries like Italy and Spain. Uh, The mass transit um, systems, we mostly drive. Like That's part of the reason why you've seen it. the number's so high in New York, it's because everyone's on the subway or using mass transit. So so the U.S. has a built-in advantage because we're already sort of apart uh, to, to some extent. I mean, we might not see the curve escalate like we've seen Italy, which now is the most deaths in the world, and Spain and some of those other countries just because of our lifestyle. So do you buy that at all? I hope so. Yeah. Um, I You know, the number, it's hard because we see the number of deaths going up 154, like, uh, I think was the last time I saw, which don't get me wrong. It is, a, you know, that is each one person. And those are people that are loved by people. But, you know, overall, if we walk away with deaths in the hundreds, as horrible as that is, it could be so much worse. What, so, are, we, what are we like 180 right now nationally yeah. or something like that? Yeah. So there, there are people who are dying and, and I, I don't want to sound callous about it because that is very sad. And I can't even imagine losing someone to this. But I'll take 180 over thousands i'll take it over a million um so i hope that we stop soon you know it's hard i think the united states is a very different country you know we have governors who do make laws for their states and make decisions for their states whereas you know you have other countries that have a federal government that just makes those um calls we're kind of lucky in maryland i think um hogan is taking this pretty seriously and, and is working very hard to try to flatten that curve i know there are some other governors who are saying we don't have to worry about it so that could be very interesting to see will one state fare better than the other but how is how is the medical system holding up so far i think they're worried (laughs) um yeah i i i think they're doing their best but i think this is showing a lot of holes in our medical system and that we probably should have fixed and i'm not necessarily saying that means we have to get universal health care or anything like that but like just the fact that ICU beds um, at Frederick Health Hospital, 12 to 16 ICU beds out of 18 are used every day. I think that's for non-virus related for non-virus. things. For non-virus, that's yeah. strokes, heart attacks. I just, I think this is showing people what we never really realized about what was going on in our healthcare system. I mean, that's pretty impressive that 12 to 16 beds out of 18 are used already. So throw in an extra virus or flu season, like, you know, you're seeing um, cracks in our system. Right. Um, through all your reporting uh, through this, are we overreacting in some ways? Are there things that we're not doing that you can't believe that we're not doing? I mean, are, is it about right so far, the, the response, or, or, or just how would, you, how would you characterize that? So I think one thing I'm waiting for is the actual shutdown of the country, full quarantine. And it's hard because people say, oh, if we just stop for two weeks. Well, two weeks isn't enough. The incubation period is two to 14 days. So if you have someone in that first week not showing symptoms, they might start showing them that next week. And so you still need to incubate them. So you actually really need maybe a month, some buffer time. It's not just two weeks. So I'm waiting for that to come. I think it's going to come. I've been reading some very interesting articles. That says, You're talking like non-essentials, like you can't go out for yeah. stuff other than like yeah. get groceries and stuff like not that. Not even yeah. that, like just down oh uh, really i mean i think get, get, won't you have like a, a other crises emerging like starvation and stuff like that I think if, you if, will. You can't let, if you can't let people buy food yeah i mean and hopefully that's kind of why they've been telling you to stock up so hopefully they would make it so that you know grocery stores would stay open but for a very very short amount of time um so with that like we could you could see that um everything is going to seem like an overreaction if it works is that is the message that I'm seeing? Because if it works, we don't see as many deaths. We don't see as many people getting sick. We don't see the overwhelming system. So it's very hard to say what we're doing is an overreaction because it's going to be an overreaction because it, it worked. So it looks good. Uh, if we didn't do things, then we would see these massive failures. So it's, it's a hard thing because, of course, it's going to be an overreaction. But right. 
can you imagine what happens if we don't do what we end up doing? Right. All right, Heather, that's enough, that's enough of the virus. <laughs> Thank so, goodness. Yeah. Uh, and, and you might know this. If but you it, do want more, tune into Frederick Uncut each week. Right. And, 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 and what's, your, what's, your, what's your Twitter handle and stuff? Uh, <laughs> just, just so people could yeah. know, stay on top of this stuff. Um, it's H. Mongilio. Um, I advise just going to thefredericknewspost.com and looking up anything to do with coronavirus and looking for the person named Heather. It's a lot easier to find my last name that way than me spelling it on this podcast. <laughs> uh, true. And you also have your own podcast, uh, uh, Uncut. Uh, is it uncut or the uncut podcast? Because Chris is very particular about this. Chris Sands, he's like, it's the uncapped podcast. It's Frederick Uncut. Frederick it's Uncut. Frederick Uncut. And okay. we do have a Twitter account. It's also Frederick Uncut. And, so. and you're updating that. It was a weekly podcast, right? Are you doing? Are you doing it more than, than once a week now through all this pandemic stuff? Or pretty much, we'll see what happens if I finally start working from home. Um, we're, we're planning for how to do that, but it, we've been dropping episodes, I want to say, like every couple of days. It certainly feels like I'm talking a whole lot more than I usually do. Yeah. Uh, you may know that we do this on this podcast, but every week we throw someone on the boat to nowhere. This this, this could be a loathsome individual, someone that just needs to go away forever. We we, we throw them on the boat to nowhere, and they, and they can't come back. There's, there's no getting off the boat. And, it and we to, wish it was real right. so badly. And it, and it doesn't have to be a sports figure. It could be someone in just everyday life music sports uh pop culture wh- whatever um government politics um we we try and stay away from the politics stuff just as much because it's so divisive in this country but um i'm sure you have a candidate for the boat to nowhere who would you like to just see go away f- uh, forever do you, do you have uh, we can give you a couple minutes to think about oh no, this. i got it, it tom it, brady on the boat to nowhere like, really okay so still in that anchor face still in that right <laughs> exactly so thanks for nothing tom nine super bowls six wins we get to keep t- that t- t- 20 20 years of playing it on, on a discount below market value and and he's thrown on the boat to nowhere as soon as he leaves well exactly now he can never win a game for anyone be, else but the Patriots. To be fair, Tampa Bay is nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a nice place. It's a great city. Right. So, so wow. So, thanks for nothing, Tom. <laughs> you were on the boat to nowhere after 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 20 years of winning football. So, Ask me again in a couple weeks. I okay. might, might have been an acceptance <laughs> at that point. But but no no one vi- virus related deserves to be on, thrown I, on the I boat I don't know to if nowhere. I can throw a virus onto the boat to nowhere, but if I could. I think I tried to throw the virus on last week. <laughs> wow. SARS-CoV-2 on the boat to nowhere. And please get, go and away. All, and get all the people we've thrown on the boat sick. Right. Do you have someone for the boat or as Alan likes to call it, the bus? Uh... I really, I really, I really don't. The, I really don't. This oh, week. you don't? Okay, no, I'm going to throw Bill O'Brien on. Oh, oh sure. I, or I think, the, if he's not already there, I think he is. The Houston he, Texans. Because this never fails to astound me. But the Texans led a playoff game by 24 points. They're up 24 nothing. That's fair. Yet, I think you did throw him on. Yet, yet okay, they trailed, one, they trailed at halftime. How impossible that is to do is okay, mind boggling. I've got another one. Then. Go ahead. Have we thrown Jameis or the Redskins on? Because there's a lot of talk that Jameis would go to the Redskins. And there's oh, no, And there's no better fit with that terrible organization and that terrible, terrible quarterback. Right. Well, true. Dan Snyder but and Jameis. But I Jame- just also want them. Dan Snyder and Jameis almost deserve each other uh, yep. to, 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 to some and extent. And they deserve so. to float off into I, the Pacific. I just have to say this because I went to a Redskins game this year to watch Tom Brady and the Patriots, and thank goodness I did because that was my last chance. Um <laughs> Now, Reds- now he's on the boat to nowhere. <laughs> now he's on the boat to nowhere. The Redskins as an organization on the boat. Their fans are the nicest fans I've ever met. They like they watch their team get destroyed by the Patriots. You ever and they been were- to Buffalo? I have not, but I'm I'm so used to people being like, "Oh my God, we hate you! You're a Patriots fan." They they're were like, like, "They're like driving people through here, like have a beer." Like, <laughs> they're, they're like driving people through like flaming tables uh, for Bill's out of fun uh, though uh, tailgating. They're all very yeah. nice to each other. Right. They're just yeah crazy. You know what? I don't think Dan Snyder's ever been thrown on the boat. before. Well, he is now. So, um, uh, as loathsome a sports figure as he is, <laughs> I, I think he's been spared from the boat to nowhere in, 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 until now not no so, more dan yeah so so dan snyder finally goes on the on the boat to nowhere should we should we should we throw coronavirus on the boat to nowhere and let everyone get sick yes. sick and infected and see yes. who, see who survives see who dies i don't care about that uh, just get it off of <laughs> get it out of our reporting i'm so tired of it right throw coronavirus on the boat to nowhere and, and never come back how i do have to ask you one more question because they just thought of it do you think there will be a vaccine within the within the year so, 
here's the interest. Can't be, can there? Well, they. I mean, they're they're doing it's not one we could use. It's very interesting. They're doing phase one trials for um, vaccine, which means they're actually putting it in humans, which sounds really exciting. But they're really just saying, all right, if we stick this vaccine into you, does it do any harm? Um, or, you know, or so like that's not really as exciting as it seems. And they're like first trials in humans. It's it, there's a lot of steps and it goes back to animals. And then they actually check to see if there is any effect. Uh, it actually works in humans. So there's a long, long way. If the virus continues we will see a vaccine because there will be attention on it if the virus goes away i do think there is a big risk that they will pull the funding and they will say all right this is this virus is done and we won't need it again i think that's kind of what you saw with ebola big thing in uh, 2014 after that that first wave hits yeah money comes away and then you saw it in you know the drc a smaller outbreak but still a very large outbreak for them and you finally saw people ramping up and putting out vaccines but i mean think about that was between 2014 and 2019 five years like they were working on vaccines in 2014 right what what are people saying about the heat too and like the summer will will it kill it at all or or knock the numbers down uh i for me the most devastating thing i've seen with this uh virus is that australia got cases and not just because tom hanks america's dad got the infection um but our flu season and Australia's flu season mirror each other. So all the theories that the flu va- that we were going to follow the flu, I think that kind of started changing. We don't know. Um, so a, it, it might, but it might not. Yeah, because yeah. Australia is having a fine, you know, it's their summerish months. So, you know, going into their winter months and we're going into our summer months. But if it was going to be the heat makes it go away, I think we would have seen less cases in Australia. Now it's new and it, there's a lot of travel and there, so there could be other things and it could follow the flu pattern. We just really don't know. And I'm hoping that in the heat, when we're all outside getting our vitamin D and our UV light, maybe maybe we'll have a summer free of virus. Well, that would be fantastic. So will you come back on uh, uh, this podcast and talk sports with us again uh, at some point once this, hopefully we, we don't have any virus <laughs> questions for you and hopefully we could be done with this virus um but but you're welcome on anytime it was, it was great having you I'm showing off your sports chops there so always happy to talk about the patriots and i'm excited for mlb i you know i will go back to my my true love is baseball so it is okay why why is that i'm, I'm curious why is baseball your sport Growing up, I have a sister. I have two sisters, but I have, uh, my sister was always my that was always the football fan. She's a bigger Patriots fan than I am, and I was the uh, the baseball fan. I you know grew up going to Camden Yards, seeing baseball games. Um, supported Cal Ripken, and then got smart and joined onto uh, Red Sox. When yeah, right. My dad finally he was like, "You're you're four years old now. It's time to be a Red Sox fan." Uh, and you know that moment when I was eleven, when um, Johnny Damon hit that grand slam in. Uh, the playoff game Heather is lived Yankees, such a, like, she's, she's lived such a tortured sports <laughs> existence we really uh, <laughs> should cry and feel sorry for but you know her. that was that's the moment like I will never forget running around my living room with my dad screaming about that grand slam and you know I don't even re- really remember the whole world series part as much as I remember the games playing against the Yankees because it was such a big deal to come back like that so Right. Baseball. <laughs> we also do a weekly segment, Seen or To Be Seen. It could be something great you've seen in the last week or something you're looking forward to. Um, the To Be Seen is, is tough in this day and age, especially when it comes to sports, because we don't know when anything's going to happen. But for, for either of you guys, has there been something remarkable that you've seen? In the, Heather, this is a, probably a slam dunk for you. Some, some remarkable story you've seen in the last week or noteworthy story. You know, all, this, all the positive stories out of... Um COVID-19, the, the people coming together to help um, the elderly, the people coming together to try to create science, the amount of research that's being done, just the amount of incredible journalism on this. I, I really think that's probably, you know, the remarkable side. It's it's really impressive just how many, you know, for all the worst times, just how many people are coming together af- asking how can we help and trying to make the best out of this. Alan, did you have something? Uh, I'll piggy off of that, piggyback off of that, and, and give a, a specific example that was kind of heartwarming for uh, for me. I guess I, I had some uh, a couple friends have to move their weddings uh, as a result of this. You know, you can't have these big gatherings, and there's a, a particular uh, wedding venue um, company here locally that runs Delaney's Overlook and, and Walker's Overlook. Yep, um, and they. Uh, they're, the person who owns them is 
opening uh, a place called Serenity Overlook in the Virgin Islands, April 4th. So in less than a month, they're supposed to open this location, and they are virtually going to have no weddings. They had they said they had to move 30 weddings in one day earlier this week. Um, so 30 brides had their and, – and husbands, really, it's about the bride. Uh, but um, they had to move – 30 weddings and that was going to be their big day and you have you know if you're if you know anything about booking these things you have to book them way out in advance and make all these plans and set up vendors and things like that and so they all had it upended um the guy who who owns um delaney's overlook mark uh, his name is mark and um we'll have a story that'll include this a little bit later but he he said he is going to pay for every single bride that had to move their wedding to have a week honeymoon at their new place in the virgin islands right uh, so just seeing cool, um, cool ways that business owners and and people in the community are looking out for other folks is is really heartwarming to see. And I think that's that's going to be how we get through it. It's going to suck. I mean, this is going to all the financial fallout. Yeah, too. The, will be the a economic whole other, impact will, of this will be a whole other mess. I've, so. I've I've talked to some folks who have said that the economic impact of this is it could could span decades. That Frederick County won't recover. Yeah, they're, they're saying decades. it likely could be worse than the Great Recession yeah. back in 08. So, so um, it's going to be really difficult and it's going to suck, and we're going to see a lot of small businesses suffer. But it's nice to know that people are trying to look out for each other in however way that we can. And uh, my to be seen is hopefully to watch that continue. And I just want to quickly jump in with a personal story because I feel like I can be a little bit more personal on this podcast than in my reporting and and on uh, uncut. But um, since you brought up weddings, my friend is a uh, works for an event company putting on events, so very hard hit right now. Um, they had to lay off some people, and I know that she had some um, issues with her pay because of it. But she took time yesterday to Venmo me and my sister, who's an occupational therapist, who are both working $5 each to say, go get your star- Starbucks. Like, you're working hard to inform our communities. My sister's working hard to take care of people. So, you know, even for the people who are already getting hit by this, you know, the ways that they're finding kindness, I mean, that made a huge deal to me that someone said, hey, you're doing a good job. Here you go. When they're facing some financial issues. So. I want to shout out her as well. Right. And my 2B scene will piggyback on what you guys have already said. Like some athletes like Zion Williamson, for example, there's, there's a lot of people that work these sporting events uh, that, that um, are out that, of jobs. Mm. Right. They're out of jobs. I mean, the arena attendants, the concessionaires, all the people that it takes to put on a sporting event and all these people that are out of work. Well, you have athletes like Zion, these, these multi-million dollar athletes that are, that are stepping up to there more could definitely be done and more should be done but but they're also stepping up to the plate and, and helping to pay salaries or offering these people money to to help get them by through these difficult times and transitions so my two be seen will uh piggyback on on the, on the goodwill and stuff that you guys are talking about some pro athletes and some owners and teams are, are stepping up to the plate too and, and and offering to keep paying or helping to cover losses uh, for some of these people so that will do it. Um, we've been, been babbling for over an hour here, so people are probably tired of listening to us. So, Heather, thank you very much. Please come back anytime. Alan, thank you as always. And uh, we'll see you uh, maybe next week. Uh, maybe not. We'll try and do this as much as we can just to give people a distraction from the virus. Heather, we had to ask you because you, uh, you're our point I person it. on it. So, exactly. So, thanks for listening, everyone. Just another sports podcast. Just another sports podcast.